Welcome to Episode 5 of Reaching the Untethered Modern Learner Podcast. This episode features an interview with Chris Buttonham. He is co-founder of Tacit, and they have created a wonderful chatbot for Slack. And you guys know how much I love chatbots, so this is a fun conversation about that new technology that I believe is the future of learning. So stick around, thanks for listening, and let's get on with the show. Hi, I'm Jamie Good, Digital Fluency Coach and Learning Technology Integrator, and you're listening to Reaching the UML, the podcast dedicated to discovering how we can reach the untethered modern learner. Here we discuss how to take learning and development into the future with innovation, technology, disruption, and a focus on performance. For more episodes, please visit digitalfluencycoach.com slash podcast. Enjoy this episode, and thanks for listening. Well, thanks for tuning in again to the next episode here of Reaching the Untethered Modern Learner. Today, I'm here with Chris from Tacit. Hey, Chris, uh, thanks for spending time with me today. Hey, Jamie, thanks so much for having me. If you could, uh, just at the beginning here, maybe let people know sort of who you are and what you, what you do, what, what keeps you busy on a daily basis. <laughs> yeah, so um, I guess I'd best describe myself as an entrepreneur, which is kind of a blanket statement, but uh, it best describes me. I'm the co-founder and CEO of a company called Tacit, and uh, we've developed a chatbot named Obi. Okay, and with the with Tacit and Obi, um, when you're seeing a chatbot, where does this chatbot Obi live? So right now he lives um, in the popular communication tool Slack, um, okay. but with plans to move to other, uh, you know, workspaces that people already inhabit. And why did you decide to create this uh, the 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 chatbot? So there's a bit of a, a story behind it. Um, me and my co-founder Abinda, we we're having um, a bit of a, a learning or knowledge crisis at the, the company we were working at at the time, uh, which is a, a pretty interesting uh, problem to stumble upon as a millennial. It's not very sexy or anything like that. Um, but we noticed that uh, knowledge was really hard to access. And when team members were leaving that job, their knowledge was leaving with them, was walking out the door. And so, um, again, I don't know really how we clicked into that being, you know, a problem we wanted to solve, but uh, we did. And, and fast forward a few years, um, what we did was we, we initially built a web platform. Um, again, sort of being naive to, to the solutions that were out there. And um, when we were having conversations with our customers and prospects, we realized that we were doing something um, fundamentally wrong. You know, the web platform was great, uh, it was shinier, better, it was gamified, uh, but us, much like the thousands of other learning and knowledge platforms out there in the market, were facilitating this learning experience uh, very traditionally okay. you know, through a web interface. And so we, we, we came across conversational user interfaces and, and bots, and that's sort of how we stumbled upon Obi, and it really just changed everything for us. We were able to deliver this uh, this experience in a, in a channel that teams already inhabit. So not only is it more relatable, but it, I think it solves a huge problem today in just technology, where companies are they have software fatigue. There's too many tools out there, mm-hmm. and uh, and so that's how we that's sort of how we came across uh, the bot. That's uh, that's awesome. It's kind of like it was almost accidental in a way. <laughs> it was, you know. I, I can't. I got to be honest about it. Yeah. 
And I like um, how you said that there was a knowledge crisis and the knowledge was walking out the door. Um, I find that that's something I've been reading more about. I see being discussed more on Twitter and, and people are kind of attaching a name to this uh, kind of phenomenon of the silver tsunami or the, the silver exodus where the baby boomers are just leaving en masse in so many organizations. And like you said, the, the knowledge that they have is walking out the door with them. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's definitely generational where um, there's just a large amount of, um, of the older generation leaving. And, uh, and you, you can see it. Um, you, you're not expecting it. And a lot of companies are being um, reactive, not proactive, which mm-hmm. is uh, unfortunate. But uh, it's a massive problem, which presents, I believe, a massive opportunity. Oh, yeah, for sure. And so in the reactive, not proactive um, scenario, how does tacit and – so there's two there's two terms we're using here, and we have tacit and then we have obi. Maybe we should, before continuing, kind of let people know what these two um, tools are. Yeah, that's a, that's a great idea. Um, a lot of – I find a lot of bot companies uh, are struggling with this, having two brands. Now, of course, we had built this company tacit prior to having a bot. Um, and as I said, it, it is a web platform that was built to help companies share processes and knowledge and pro tips and, and learning. Um, and then the way we see Ovi is is Ovi is a better interface. Okay. Okay. And so Ovi um, was created as a character so that he could be, you know, a confidant, a friend, a buddy, and he lives just as a, another team member within your Slack team. Okay, um, excellent. And just facilitate facilitates that experience and as you said it's a more conversational approach right yes absolutely yeah just like naturally having a conversation with somebody so if i were so in terms of one of the ideas i think about this that i like is that i I call it frictionless learning where you're you're kind of making it a smooth um hopefully barrier-free experience for the for the learner so how does obi kind of facilitate that um Sort of that ability to, to, to kind of reduce the friction and, and passing this knowledge on and, and not having this uh, hard-to-access problem that you had um, in your previous experience. Yeah, so this this is what fascinates me the most. I was actually just reading an article this morning. This was not planned at all, and it was absolutely the most relevant article I have, I have read in the year and a bit that I've been doing this. And it talked about why learning management systems are failing or why they have failed for so many years. And I think the if, if you had to put one um, problem on top of it, it would be that these current solutions were built for the administrator, not the learner. Okay. And they don't um, provide an experience that uh, people want to use, people want to interact with. And really what we have found um, and, and getting to your your question is that uh, we want teams to use OB to get the knowledge that they need to consume, and that's it. We we want to remove the frills. Of course, we want it to be engaging, and we believe it is. Um, but you want to remove, like you said, those barriers to get getting to the point of of the questions that you have, in terms of the answers that you need. And then just providing a uh, natural experience, a relatable experience for for learning in general. 
Well, that sounds really good. I like the, the, the how you're describing it in terms of it's a conversational approach, it's relatable, it's engaging, all the things that we should be doing with learning and development. Yeah. Um, and so what are some, like, you, when, when again was the launch? I, f- I forget. Uh, I believe it was May 17th is when we went public with OB. Okay, and, and um, since then, what have been sort of some of the common use cases that teams are, are using OB for? Yeah, so we originally um, started this company and built this platform, and we, from day one, wanted it to be content agnostic and use case agnostic so that people could use it for what they wanted. Um, we're finding a lot of use cases, obviously, around new employee onboarding. Okay. So when new hires come on, they have uh, you know to-do lists and, and learning that they need to consume, and they have to they have all kinds of new hire questions, right? For the uh, about the new company in their role. So that's a huge, been a huge use case for us. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, just general knowledge management, which has always been a goal with us, and I'm, I'm really happy to see that. Uh, teams are using using it for such, um, and even just uh, small like things that we would never would have thought of. So there was a team out of the UK that that was using it to um, onboard processes. So they had changed over some servers, and they felt that OB was a really great way to facilitate uh, a bit of a. A learning flow that that the team needed to understand uh, based on these technological changes that happened in their in their team. Oh, that's really smart use. Yeah, exactly. So we're just finding all kinds of new use cases that are just just awesome. And what is the how's the feedback been so far? What are people telling you? Honestly, overwhelming. Um, really, really great feedback. Uh, we've also already iterated on some of the constructive criticism that we've gotten. So we just actually. Um, pushed a major update Monday, um, and, it, and what it was focused around was, was being able to capture more knowledge from Slack. So again, going to the point about uh, you know, too, many, too many tools and, and just trying to facilitate this experience in a workspace that you already inhabit, mm-hmm. uh, we're trying our best to make the majority of our interface be in Slack so that you can not only consume knowledge through through Slack and OB, but but also share your knowledge through through the Slack channel. Well, that's that's I, I love the the way this sounds and how it works. It's um, uh, tying back to what you said about software fatigue. I, I believe that these days we have app fatigue as well, and we just we, we have enough apps. <laughs> yes, absolutely. When I hear someone say that they've built a new app for learning, I'm like, no, no, don't do it, <laughs> right? Yeah, but exactly. Why did you Why did you guys decide to to start with Slack? Slack, honestly. Um, it was kind of a gut thing for us. Um, it kind of seemed like a no-brainer. Our our target is is you know fast-paced growth companies. So typically companies that have a technology component, um, you know, forward thinkers, and and they just majority of them use Slack. Um, you know, it, it makes sense definitely to to take a look at at platforms like straight up SMS and Telegram and Skype. Um, but they all facilitate their own demographic, and, and Slack just fit the bill. Um, and I think also a huge component of it is that Slack uh, gives OB a really nice home. Uh, there are so many um, technological advantages uh, that are built into Slack already in their bot environment mm-hmm. that allow us to 
make the experience that much more engaging. And okay. in fact, you probably heard Slack just released um, a, f a feature update that allows bots to now um, integrate with buttons right in the, the, the chat user interface. So that just brings a whole other element to, to the experience. Oh, wow, that's excellent. That's uh, one thing that I do like about <clears throat> excuse me, Slack is that they are constantly improving it and uh, making it even easier and easier to use, I think, for people. I think it's a very simple thing to learn. It's, yeah. not, it's not very complicated. I find I actually on, on Slack I've set up my own what I call personal knowledge uh, personal sorry personal knowledge management channel that I just use on, on my own. I don't have a team so to speak, and and I use it just to gather and and put put my knowledge in sort of a more organized fashion instead of some place like Evernote or Dropbox. I'm finding in Slack it's just a lot easier for me. Yeah, and I'm trying to um, like uh, integrate the the sort of bot idea there so that I pull that knowledge back into my routine and also have it accessible. So Obi makes a lot of sense for me in that kind of scenario where someone has some some knowledge, they have some stuff that they've sort of captured and put in in a space and then it's easily retrievable because Absolutely. Yeah. As, I, as I think most people know who've ever experienced it, if you're in a company and they're using SharePoint, uh, <laughs> it, it either doesn't get used at all or people find it too complicated or they absolutely like totally forget that it even exists. So um, it, it's nice to have Obi as a chatbot existing in a place where I'm already kind of living and working on a daily basis with my team. That makes a, a lot of sense. Exactly, exactly. So for maybe a question that's a, a bit a little more personal just for you, how do you think um, you learn best? Like what, what for you makes sense when you go to learn something new that uh, is kind of your, your process maybe or your approach to learning? Yeah, that's a great question, actually. So I don't think I'm, I'm unlike most millennials. Um, I hate using that as a buzzword because I think, you know, we're all becoming just more um, related to tech and, and everything else is just moving slower. But um, I, so I'll, I'll relate this to Obi. Obi has two functions, push and pull. So you can push knowledge and, and learning through Obi, but you can also pull. And I believe that's how I learn best. I mm -hmm. think it's in part of the, the Google generation where if I have a question, I'd like to just ask for it. And then instead of interacting with um, an interface or, or something like that, I'm literally just asking for what I want. Um, there's a good chance I know either at least the subject matter of, of what I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's, that's how I learn best. That's excellent because one of the things I've had, <clears throat> sorry, in a couple of the other interviews and what I see a lot discussed at conferences is this push versus pull thing where traditionally, as you said, with LMSs, it's a lot of just push. Like here's the modules, uh, you, you log in, you have your password, whatever, and then the stuff just is kind of like fed to you. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that we're finding, uh, no surprise, that this doesn't really work that well no. for for making the knowledge practical and actually uh, affecting performance and behavior. Um, and so I, I like that term, the Google generation. We're getting so accustomed to zipping into Google or YouTube and, t and typing in what we want and getting it on demand just like we would use, for example, Netflix. Yes. So yeah. with with Obi in 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 Slack, would I then, for example, be sitting working on something like um, I don't know, maybe a, 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 a something related to sales or something, and then I would just text 
uh, take a send a little message out to Obi and then get back what I need? Is that sort of how it works? Yeah, exactly. So you can just ask Obi any type of generic question. If he doesn't have the answer, you have the opportunity to train him and, and have him learn that answer. Okay. Um, and so he'll either return that explicit response or then he'll go sifting through um, your tacit, if that's where you've created your processes or knowledge, um, or additional resources. So right now we're connecting with a Teams Google Drive, uh, which we find uh, find really useful. And it actually curated a, a new use case for us that we didn't initially think too too much of, but where, you know, Google Drive is 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 used as for knowledge management and, and for informal learning, and, and it's just such a bad way to um, interface with that information and knowledge. So now, with Obi, you can say, "Hey, where do I find my 2016 summer pricing list?" And then Obi does the the heavy lifting for you and brings back that from from the Google Drive. Oh, that is excellent. Yeah. <clears throat> I really like that how that sounds. Now, excuse me. If we were to take this now, and 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 people are listening, and they're they're hearing about Slack now, the chatbot, OB, um, kind of this frictionless learning idea, uh, and and I'm sure there's a lot of people who will be listening who understand exactly what knowledge crisis means, yeah. and and being hard to access. Number one, um, walking out the door. Number two, um, I mean, this is one of the reasons why I like Slack as opposed to email because. I, c- I think that email traps knowledge. Um, if yeah, absolutely you, does. If you and I work on the same team and we're back and forth about a certain project or about ideas that we might have or something we want to collaborate on and it just lives in our inbox, if I then leave the company or, or one of us gets fired or something like that, they usually wipe clean uh, that person's inbox and all of that is lost. So knowing that, and, and that's a reality for a lot of people, um, what would you say maybe could be the, 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 the next step or the first step that people might want to make that would make all of this, what we're talking about, kind of practical for, for their reality? Yeah, I mean, I think we, we both agree on, on the whole email thing. Um, I, I, I think that um, I'm a little biased, but Slack, just download it, get started, um, Slack on it in and itself is an unbelievable tool just to, to communicate with your team and then and capture that that information you don't have to think about it anymore with email um, if you were trying to facilitate even something close to this experience you'd have to have all kinds of filters and folders um, and it would just it just wouldn't work yeah. now having said that uh, there's other channels right so I know some companies use Skype um, even kick and telegram so um, that would be my suggestion is just to, you know, just get started. And, uh, and it, it is daunting. Any type of software is daunting. Uh, any, adding any type of new tool is daunting. But I think Slack is one of those tools that could be the last tool you ever need um, as it becomes that central hub for, for all kinds of uh, tools that your team is going to use. Yeah, that's a good recommendation. I, I decided to do this exact thing that you're recommending um, last year when I heard about Slack. Um, I kept on, I see, kept seeing it pop up in, in Twitter and, and, and places all the time. So I was like, okay, what is this? And for me, it was interesting because I, I, I work on my own most of the time here at home. And I thought, well, Slack, it, like they kind of market it as this, this thing for teams, right? 
And uh, I, I didn't have a team, so I thought, well, how, how am I going to use this and actually get to see how it works? So what I did is I just talked to a couple of friends who I knew might be up for it, and I said, you know what, let's just, let's just build a team <laughs> just to talk about some things we're interested in and just see how this works. And I, I, I agree with your, your idea here where you just kind of jump in and just test it and play with it and see how it goes because um, it, it, you, I think people would be surprised at <clears throat> how – how easy it is to use and how much they, they, the, the fear that they might have of trying something new is not really justified in this case. Yeah, and you know what? I've even had some of my personal conversations move to Slack. Oh, that's that's a good idea. To keep it all sort of in one place. Yeah, Slack, and that's, that's how we communicate. Uh, yeah, so- so just just to um, just to close, I want to I, I really appreciate you taking the time for this. this. Is some good info. I want people who are listening now to to maybe they want to reach out and learn more. How would they How would they do so? What's the What's the best way to reach out to you? Yeah, no problem. So you can um, install OB to your Slack team in literally two three minutes just by visiting ob.ai. So obie.ai. Um, and yeah, you'll, even if you don't have Slack, you can learn a little bit more information there. Um, obviously, anyone can reach out to me. I, I answer um, emails, even though we're, we're against email here. Um, Chris at tacit.com, and tacit is spelled T-A-S-Y-T-T. Okay. Um, and, and all of my social handles are pretty well my first and last name. So Chris Buttonham, at Chris Buttonham on Twitter, anything. Okay, that's awesome. Oh, well, thanks. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we um, finish up? No, I think that's great. I really appreciate you having me on today. No, I, I appreciate you taking the time. I, as I as I mentioned to you earlier, I, I would like people not only to think about how we're reaching people these days in this kind of untethered modern learner idea that I have, but also once we, we think about how we reach we want to reach them, I think – talking about the tools and some of the things that are out there at our disposal is, is a good thing to do too. So I'm really excited about what you guys are doing because for me it makes a lot of sense um, to deal with this this issue of the the, the knowledge walking out the door and and, and and en masse. It's not just it's not just small groups of people leaving right now. There's just so many. So it's great that you guys have created a tool that makes it easy for people to capture this knowledge, uh, pass it on, access it whenever uh, is needed. I, I think it's great. Yeah, I, I, will, I will just say one thing to, to that. I think that um, there's so much technology out there, and there's there's people, um, you know, outside of just me doing really great things. And with tools um, being integrated into companies, these companies, you know, it is an undertaking sometimes to adopt new technology. Maybe the technology is easy to adopt, but then there's a, a culture shift within the organization that has to be built around the tool. And I think my my blanket um, request for, for all would be just to try and um, have an open mind when it comes to, to these technologies and really you know, talk to your team and, and see see what they, they would like to, uh, to implement and, and what would relate to them because I think that a lot of times the, the company is looking at um, you know at their interests when in reality when they they keep the, the learners and the, their employees and their teams' interests um, at the forefront, they'll be better off in the long, in the long run. 
Yeah, that's super good advice. <laughs> that's a that's a good way to close. And thanks again, then. And um, as listeners know, I'll be putting some of the information, the links that Chris has mentioned with this uh, podcast in my on my site, so everybody can access that and get a hold of you if they if they need to. Thanks so much, Jamie. And thank you. Thank you for listening to Reaching the UML. Visit digitalfluencycoach.com slash podcast for more episodes, to subscribe to my newsletter, and to give any feedback you have on this episode. You can find me on Twitter at jgooddfc and on Facebook at facebook.com slash digitalfluencycoach. If you've learned something with me today, please tell a friend and let me know if there's anyone you think I should interview. Thanks again, and let's elevate our profession together, shall we?